Mylon's Secret Castle. Welcome to the land of Hudson's Secret Castle, where people use magic to communicate with each other. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And, you know, one thing I want to clear up right away is that the castle is actually called Castle Garland. So, is it Mylon's Secret Castle, Hudson's Secret Castle, as was alluded to in the back of the box, or Castle Garland? We're in the Wild West right now. We're in the Wild West of everything's got different names, and the the game can say different things as the as the um, actual uh, as the actual thing that you're reading with the manual. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I love that the the back of the box in like one paragraph contradicts itself. It's like this is Mylon's secret castle. Welcome to Hudson's secret castle. Whose secret castle is this? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't think anybody ever actually takes ownership over the castle um, because there's a there's just you know this is the typical plot of uh, you know going through a castle to find a princess that you have to rescue, and that's all you care about in the you know that's really all there is to it. Have you guys heard of Mylon's Secret Castle before? I had never heard it, of it. it. It rings a bell. I feel like it's just a name. I, maybe it's been since we started this podcast that just. It just has an enticing name to me, uh, but you know, secret. I'm, I'm interested, um, but yeah, I, I never saw gameplay or anything of it. Joe, that's a great point of enticing titles because this one's not too bad. But it, you know, there are some NES games that have great titles that don't quite deliver. Uh, can you guys think of any? Gunsmoke. No, no I'm oh, sorry. Gunsmoke no, delivers. No, I'm not talking about Gunsmoke. I'm sorry. It was the other uh, one. You're talking Gumshoe. Gumshoe. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you were real excited for that before it came out. Um, I feel like there are, there are others I'm trying to think now. Well, I, honestly, I feel like most of them. I, mean, I feel like NES had some, like, some cool titles in mostly terrible games. Galaga Demons of Death is a recent one where it's like, oh, it sounds really metal, and then it's not. <laughs> uh, that sounds metal in the, like the the way that, like, a lot of these games are are going so over the top with their titles that I, I already know they're going to be bad. <laughs> right, right. Uh, all right, so let, let's just get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes of the podcast here, because I'm sure we all want to talk about this game. Uh, for those of you that don't know what Mylon's Secret Castle is, it's a platformer in which you, gotta, you have like this castle overworld that you then like go into different rooms, and those rooms turn out to be... <laughs> Like puzzles or platforming stages, I guess you could would be better to describe them. I think I think Mike's overselling that. It's not really an <laughs> yeah, overworld. overworld. It's more just you you walk outside of a castle. But I think it's important to make the distinction that nothing can happen outside the castle, but exploration. Because in a way, this is kind of like a really early Super Mario sixty four, in which like the castle <laughs> is your navigation, but you go into the different rooms to explore those worlds. Sure. I think it's also important to mention the overworld so then we can then talk about just how purposeless it is and <laughs> annoying it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so just to continue, you're, you're, you go into these rooms of the castle, you're searching for money and clues that allow you to find 
these bosses that lock off each floor of the castle, so you can't get to the second or third floor until you uh, defeat the boss. And so you pretty much just have to run, jump, and blow bubbles, which is your attack, to uh, to get through the levels and achieve victory. Sound good, guys? Yeah, sounds good. Can, can we can we talk about the like actual story for a second? Please, I know they get actually do a good job of like including that in the manual. I, you know, they do as good a job as as, as I guess they can, but they're talking about Mylon, which is your character, your your bubble blowing side scrolling character, and he like the world that he lives in. Everybody speaks through song, uh, or just communicates through song. I don't really know exactly, but apparently your character can't communicate at all. Which I think if you're going to if you're going to establish something like that, you have to at least give us a little bit more than just like then like oh he's going to go and volunteer to to help the ca- the castle dwellers uh for this like he's, they're being invaded by like the empire in the north or something but if he can't communicate if there's no music then how is he even talking to these people do you guys have any understanding of what's happening in this game I'll be honest, I just skimmed the story after playing the game, um, and I, I didn't know that it actually meant that music was their only way of communicating. I thought it was just that, maybe I I just didn't, I missed that, but I thought music was just, like, important to these people, and he couldn't sing. <laughs> no, I think it was quite literal. Yeah, I interpret it that way as well, that the people use music to communicate. First sentence, people use music to communicate with each other. (laughs) So there you go. I guess maybe I just didn't think that that was their only way of speaking, like that it was their language. But I guess that that is what it means. And it's not so bad to like include some, like, you know, you feel bad for Mylon. Maybe he's the chosen one in some regard because he can't use the music. Like, who knows what happened? But it doesn't matter in the scope of the game. There's never an, a, a point where, like, the shopkeeper says, like, what's that? Can't understand you. Like, <laughs> right. Well, well, like I said, I started, I, I started reading this after playing the game and I had no idea, none of this. I mean, not that it, not that it's always like clear in, in these NES games what the story is, but like not, nothing that was written in this story prologue was clear to me in, while playing the game. It's a porn plot. <laughs> in, in so many ways, sure. Uh, I, 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 I didn't get that vibe because Mylon looks like a, like a little boy. But... That's not true. That's not true. And you're, and you're twisting my words, Mike. I'm just saying that there's there is this idea of a plot, but there there isn't one there. Well, when you're talking about this game, I feel like the first thing you want to talk about is just that stupid way Mylon runs throughout the entirety of the game. Please elaborate. So usually in real life, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> sprinting is a thing that like you have a lot of energy for at first. But then, you know, you get tired and you slow down. And in video games, the way they handle that is either you have, like, a stamina thing or, like, you hold down a specific button to sprint. I have never seen a character who starts off with, like, 30-pound weights attached to themselves and then throws those off to the side and starts sprinting. What, is he building up momentum for running? Yeah, tell me, Mike. I mean, you're a runner. uh, But what's your burst? Can you go from... Zero to ten miles an hour immediately. I wouldn't say that I could go immediately, but I would say that in the in the thinking of sprinting, right? You're go- yeah. you start off you start off fast. You don't start off like walking 
and then jogging and then sprinting. No one needs to like momentize themselves for that. You just kick off the but blocks. Does, doesn't Mario sort of do that too? Doesn't it? I mean, he starts out a little slower. I mean, maybe it's a little more smoother of a transition. But yeah, that is basically like the definition of building momentum. Right. I think he's sticky though. He's got sticky shoes. I think the difference between momentum between someone like Mylon and the way that uh, Mario works in, say, Super Mario Brothers 3 with the P-meter is that that meter is gradual and actually, like, the way that it happens isn't that you start off with, like, no weight and room to jump around and stuff like that. It's that it's a gradual climb, whereas with uh, Mylon here, you start off feeling like you're unable to move a little bit. And if you jump, you just kind of like jump straight up and down. And then you build up all this speed and then it immediately goes away because there's no part in any particular level where there's a long stretch to build up speed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mario games are designed to like run to the right. So like... Yeah, the, definitely. The I'm, not, I'm not saying that uh, <laughs> that Mylon's Secret Castle does it well. Uh, I'm just, I, I just understand why it would be like you start out slower and get quicker as you go. What you're arguing for is, isn't so much bad control of the character. This is just, it. the levels designed in this game are not conducive to the, the way that you want to play. Absolutely true. Yeah. And so let's talk about the, these levels. Um, you know, what, I don't know about you guys, but I did not start off with the manual. This looked like a pretty straightforward, kid-friendly game to me. And I laugh at that idea now because when I was playing through this game, at first I just had a hard time understanding what I should even be doing in any particular level. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the very first level. When you go in there, there's no door to escape. There's no door from where you came the money is all hidden in the walls with no particular indication of where they are. You know, there's no like, oh, these blocks look a little different. So this is the money. I This is why that like when I play 2D platformers or at least but when I play a platformer on this system, I, I end up having to look at the manual. Like I, I look at maybe like 80% of all the manuals of the games that we play. But if it's a game like this, I, I need to read the manual because I know that they have such a weird way of of setting up their goals and objectives in a lot of them that uh, I I knew that I was going to not understand something. So, yeah, everything that you just described, you need the manual to see. Right. But I think that uh, <clears throat> the problem then becomes not even like, do you not understand how to play? It's just that... Even once you know how it works, the way it works, you're still not going to... There's all these little little things you have to do. You have to you have to hit certain bricks with bubbles to, to find money, but also to find important objects and to open secret doors. You have to shoot tiles. Like, literally, even if, it's just, even if there's nothing there, shoot one specific tile to unlock a door. I mean, that's like what the game is, is a series of tasks that have no indication as to where they are or how to do them. There's nothing leading to... Like some puzzle, or like, oh, this would make sense if I if I shoot this, I'll get the door. Nope, just shoot everything until you find what you're looking for. And that's what like that's what the, the was frustrating to me Pretty about much. it was that there's there's some way out of this level. I probably am supposed to get something while I'm here. You have no idea. You just it's just guess and check. Yeah, and I mean there are some instances where like there is enough of a a language established like a level design language that 
Like you can guess like, oh, this is probably uh, going to have a secret of some sort. Or like, I'll be able to break this so I can get out of this little section. But I'd say 45% of the time you're wrong. But like, did you at least get the idea that, that like some of these had some design to them? I mean, maybe if I'm thinking, like, now that you're mentioning it, there's, like, okay, there's a couple of times where there's, like, three, there's, like, two bricks and then, like, a movable brick, which, which, trust me, does not look like, you wouldn't know it's movable unless you look it up, but I, I guess I saw a pattern of, like, that a couple of times, maybe a few other times, little things, but even the things that you are supposed to do, you, you don't really even know what your goal is. Like, right off the bat, I'm, we're in this, this first level, if you finally like f- uncover all the things to open the door to get out, you're just now out of the first level. <laughs> you're, you haven't progressed, yeah. So and and you know, I I stumbled around until I kind of figured out what to do with a couple of them. I, I think I had to look it up to figure out how to like get past get like past after the first two levels, like what I'm supposed to do, and then after that, uh, like every time you solve something, you're you. I don't feel like you've learned some piece of information that will help you next time. Yeah, and so I think we should talk about just that that process for discovering secret rooms or secret shops or ways out. Like, you know, Joe, you were calling it a lot of guesswork and stuff like that. But what did you guys actually do to find anything that was hidden in these in these levels other than just spamming the blow bubble button at every single brick? Because that's clearly not like that's not effective. It's a waste of everyone's time. It's not going to make the game fun. So how did you try to at least like engage with this game? Well, I mean, I'll I'll just say that I could not figure this game out. Like, as much as I just sort of defended its very core game loop, um, I was stuck on the first floor the entire time I played this game. I basically just played the first two levels and went to the shop a few times because I, I just couldn't figure it out. So that's really all I could do was run around, blow bubbles, try different walls, uh... Like just gawk <laughs> at the at the secret areas that I knew it was possible to get to, but I couldn't for the life of me find a way into. Um, so yeah, this was a this was a very frustrating experience for me. Yeah, and for the record, what what you what you're supposed to do, I don't know how you would know, but what you're apparently supposed to do is there's I think in the first level there's a secret place where you can buy. I don't honestly I don't even remember what you're buying. The now. shoes, One, you're right? buying something. Is it the shoes to help yeah. you jump, right? Yeah, the shoes oh, yeah, that you help buy you the jump. Shoes, yeah, the shoes that help you jump on springs. There are springs there. You can't use them unless you're wearing oh. the right shoes that are compatible with springs. I thought that was just supposed to be like... I thought those were just like wooden platforms to mix right. up. Right. Because I don't know if... I don't know if everybody here... I don't know if everybody here knows how springs works work, but springs don't let you bounce off of them unless you're wearing compatible shoes in, re- in the I real world. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Then once you buy those, you have to collect enough money to get, like, a shrinking potion. And then once you get the shrinking potion, it tells you this, at least. Then you have to go to, like, a boxing glove to shrink down. Oh, I owned the the potion, and I saw the glove, like, in the corner of the screen... Like, you, you know, couldn't get to it because you didn't have the springs, right? So or the shoes, I, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't have this, I didn't have this, this, this spring uh, trademarked shoes. I... I knew what I had to do, but I didn't know how to get there. So, and I know we're getting into the nitty gritty right now. Where was this secret shop? I, I think it shoes? was in the first level. I, I'm, I'm, the only reason I'm saying I think is because there were a couple little weird hidden things. I, th- I think the the one where the shoes were was in the first level. 
there are three tiles like I was talking about, two that are destructible, and then you can <laughs> run into the tile for like a couple seconds and you'll push it out of the way. Then you shoot oh God, the blank that's space that's bullshit. behind the tile and it turns into a door and behind the door is a shop. Sean, he's not so, even lying. That's the tr- that's the absolute <laughs> truth, and I only know this. I I had no idea. I, I only know like, that because I well, looked it up. Because no way I would have figured that out. And Joe, what, earlier when you said that there are movable tiles, and we keep talking about like tiles, like you know, you could just like like in Mario, you can break tiles, like sometimes. But in this game, there are random tiles that you can break. I had no idea that you could physically move a tile from one area to another. Right. I thought because well, most just of them you can't miss <laughs> yeah. saying breakable. Tiles. No, most of them you can't move, and the only reason I know this is because the the video I watched actually calls out that um, I, th- I think it was Angry Video Game Nerd. He calls out that like you will run into this tile for like for like three seconds before it'll start to move. So most sane people would wow. have stopped trying to move it by that point, anyways. You're yeah, just running, yeah. running, running, and then it moves out of the way. Yeah, I think also Sean just. Uh, another thing with the Mario tiles that makes them so intuitive is that there's three different kinds. You know, there's the the block, which is a brown brickish looking thing that you know that if you hit it, it will be gone forever. Then yeah. there's the question mark yeah. block, which you can hit for rewards. And then there's just kind of like the uh, after the question mark block's been hit, those solid brown blocks that you know won't do anything. In this game, they all look the same. Yeah. And I, I understand. I was just trying to describe like the the actual act that you're doing in the game. I totally understand that Mario is different because it is clearly uh, communicated to you what block right. does what. <laughs> there is a weird there is a weird scenario though, and I know we're we keep harping on like this first thing, but I think this is as far as most people are going to make it. So for for yeah. The ability to go to any room of your choice is possible. Like, you don't have to start in the very first room uh, that we keep calling room one. You can go to the third room and get to that part where you need the spring of the shoes and not have the shoes yet. And you can still get through that stage without having the shoes. But you would have to know that a very particular block on the right side, only one of them, you could shoot all the other ones, nothing will happen, but only one of them will actually burst open and make a hole so that you can skip the part that would require the shoes and you can go to the next segment. Now, how you would no how you would ever okay. know that is also, again, just limited down to guesswork. But also, if this whole game has got like this Metroid-style collectibles thing where, you know, like, oh, you don't need all the upgrades in the game, but they'll certainly help. Uh, in this one, it seems like, yeah, you don't need the shoes, but then actually it turns out later you still need the shoes. Like it will, <laughs> it's only there to tell you, like, because you couldn't get past the second part of the stage. It would just let you pass the first part of the stage. So this way you can get to the exit, but it wouldn't actually let you like beat room three. You would have to then be like, huh, wonder what went wrong in that room. Oh, maybe I need a pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you were able to make it to some of the boss fights, though, did you? I, I made it to the first boss fight, um, which was, I mean, 
what a what disappointment. Some, some, so, yeah, it's, yeah, you just shoot at it. I mean, you know, it, it moves back and forth. You shoot at it. Yeah. It is still, I think, a little challenging just because it's so, like, at that point, your health's probably already pretty low. And, like, you got to hit it right in the head, I think. You have to hit it directly in the head. You have to hit it directly okay. in the head. And it's a dog with, like, bat wings. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just assumed it was just, like, a pretty generic dragon thing. But then after that, once I beat it, I honestly, that, that's when I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going any further than this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was. There's honestly, I don't really have too much more to say. It hops around, uh, it drops a little crystal ball afterwards, and then you move on to the next area. Um, and then you Great. put down the game and you look up a video, and so you can talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is uh, I'm glad you brought up the boss thing because I think the most important thing is finding the boss because I don't know about you, but it's not communicated oh, <laughs> that like he would yeah, be in a window. It's just yeah. a window. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. I went into the window. Um, like it was actually the first place I went into. Like I just, I didn't even realize I, I pressed the up button and I was transported into this place and it's just like empty. Like you, you show up and it looks like there's like a trigger fault in the game. Like a glitch happened because like, you're in a place that you're obviously supposed to use as an arena, and nothing's happening. So, I mean, yeah, it's interesting that they that they left it there for you to just find, but it it doesn't seem to. It, I don't know why it's there. I don't know why. Yeah, I I that was the other thing is because I also went in once before the dragon was there or whatever he is <laughs> was there, and then when I went in later after I had done the stuff that we talked about earlier, found bought those different things. I'm not sure what exactly I did that triggered the boss to be there. Like, I'm thinking back on it, something that I did made it so the boss was there. But like that, even that was unclear. Even after I did it, yeah, yeah. I think now that now that you mentioned that, I don't actually because I'm surprised to hear from Sean that you were able to get in that room, but nothing happened. Because I only went in there and he just happened to be there. But I must have done something, but it's not communicated. I I think th- the trigger is you have the shoes and. You have the uh, the, the mini, like the, yeah, the little right. Potion. I think that's what it is, is that you have those things, but there's no like in story mechanic that makes it make sense that those would make the bot. You know, that's what bothers me. It's like, oh, you just collect those things and you can move forward because that's how video games work, and not because you use the shoes to to I don't know get to the spot where he is or something like that. Just to go back to the castle overworld thing that I was talking about, and I don't know if that's it's like a hub, right? A hub yeah, would be that's a better, a better word. Descriptor. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So this castle hub where all the rooms live and stuff, you know, at first it it is pretty boring, and everything, even the rooms are colored the same as the bricks, which I don't think is helpful. <laughs> but there are a couple of like neat things, like that well that you have to try to like get to from the second floor to to go down and access the well room. Uh, which is like a cool little dungeon castle um, underground area. Does it look there, different than the regular levels? It does. Yes, oh, okay. it's 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 like a dark blue, um, and I think it even has different music. But there's, um, you know, like you go down the well, and then it takes you to like a fire room, which is just like a room that's on fire. And you would think I'm just making all this up because, like, why would a bottom of a well have a room on fire? <laughs> It's an oil well, and uh, and then at the at the third floor, it's it's a uh, it's a little bit different because there's these sh- uh, shrines that you can get access to, um, but otherwise it's mostly just like 
poking in and out of doors again and stuff like that. And then the fourth floor is just the final challenge boss room style thing. And I think that that's very weak in terms of like explorable secrets in a hub. Yeah. I mean, have, what else have we seen this? I mean, I, I keep saying that like, Oh, they, they did something new, so it should be applauded. But I mean, I guess because I, I had no opportunity to see these things, I can't really give them too much credit, but I mean, we haven't seen hub hub secrets before. So at least they did it. I don't know. Yeah, but that's like kind of saying it rewarding uh, Metroid for like, um, you know, the first area is just the hub and then you take the elevators to get to the real levels like that. I mean, like that's a more interesting use yeah. of, of a space, you know, than than just having it be a castle that you just kind of go in and out of doors and then, oh, wait, there's this well and some shrines. But other than that, you don't get anything like I think it would be cool to find other secret rooms that have just power-ups that aren't necessary to, for progress, but that you could uh, get these power-ups to be stronger than usual. Some kind of like RPG elements like that. Sure. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned earlier you were talking about Super Mario Brothers 3. And that, I mean, obviously, this is me taking like <laughs> what's widely considered the best game <laughs> on the NES and sure. comparing it to this. But like, but that would be a good like like example of you know there's plenty of stuff to do just on that little like board game overworld map that like at first seems like it's just to get you from from level to level but there's all kinds of little secrets and hidden hidden things there yeah and there's things like that you buy in the shop like excalibur the sword but then it just it's just your bubbles are stronger like you don't actually (laughs) wield a sword (laughs) yeah um and there's uh there's a feather that uh, you would think would help you, like, fly, but instead it just lets you use an elevator in one specific room. You've never used, a, like, a, a feather key card? <laughs> no. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you at least sort of believe me. <laughs> I like the idea that there is a feather key card, and that's, like, a cute reference. Instead, it's just garbage. <laughs> Uh, all right, so, yeah, Joe, you have something? Uh, well, one more thing on the overworld. Did you guys get the, like, lightning storm yes. thing that yeah. was just going on? I thought, like, I, I triggered something. Um, so did I. Does that just happen randomly? It, it happens if you linger too long out there. I don't know why it's punishing you for just being on the overworld map, um, but <laughs> I guess if you hang out there too long, uh, a thunderstorm happens, and lightning will chase you forever now, because... I remember going into a level, finishing it, and then thinking, surely that must be over, and <laughs> then it's still happening. It's just, I don't know what they're trying to do with anything that they're doing in this game. Yeah, there were probably, it seems like they were like, you know what's cool? Lightning. And then they just put it in the game. But it bothered me a little bit because also when you would go through a door, you know, there's like a good yeah, second of animation there. It can hit you even once you're gone. Yeah. Once you're gone and through the door and there's nobody on screen, if the lightning goes through the space that you were, you'll lose health. Same thing with when you're coming out of the doors. So I kept getting hit by when I had no control over my character. That's a great topic, uh, you know, taking damage. Because there's a lot of problems with that. Uh, first and foremost being that uh, you don't have any invincibility frames. Like If you're touching anything... Uh, you just take damage until you move out of the way, <laughs> and like, but whether it's lightning or other opponents uh, in the rooms, uh, I, well, well, there was another game that we played like this that uh, 
I don't know if you guys remember that it had the, it had a similar problem. I, I don't know if this is the one you're thinking of, but uh, was it Karate Champ? I think so. Maybe that's the one where they like the people would come up behind. Was that Karate no, Champ? No, Karate Kid. And, and you're right, no, Joe. I, oh, I was thinking of the one where they come up and they like hug you. No, that's oh, a yeah, really yeah. early one. That's Kung Fu. Kung Fu. That's right. There's so many uh, karate and kung fu games. Um, but I don't know if that's the one you're thinking of. That's the one that came to my mind. I, I think that it, that's just something that has been established already as, like, it's a good design choice to allow the player to at least get out of harm's way once they take damage, and they just they just ignored that. Yeah, it, it, that, that can be a little frustrating, too. And, and in the opposite uh, realm of, like, your lifespan and stuff like that, there's those honeycombs that will actually give you an extra life bar uh, so that you can continue to extend your life. Yeah. Uh, but they're just hidden randomly. There's no, they're in every single stage. You just got to try and shoot every block to find it if you really want to have more health. Exactly. And you, you need to do that because uh, you, if, once you die once, that's the game. And uh, there's music boxes hidden in each level too, which bring you to a bonus stage that made no sense to me. It was just like these band, this band was playing and <laughs> you have to collect these music notes that just pop up from the ground. And it doesn't really care whether you collect a lot or a little or in between. Nothing. You're not rewarded or harmed in any particular way. So what I read, and I, only because I read the manual because I never got to play any of these levels, was that if you... You just you collect the, the music notes, and you want to keep getting sharps, like sharp notes. But if you get flat notes, then you're penalized. So maybe you just collected everything you could and didn't notice. Which is it's just true. Yeah, and uh, maybe what I think you're supposed to you're supposed to get some reward. At least that's what I saw in the manual. So maybe they weren't clear with that either. <laughs> is there like even if like. Even outside of the game, is there like even if it's not explained, is there some like reason that sharp notes would be good and flat notes would be bad? Well, sharp notes are historically proven to be the better sounding note. <laughs> is this true? I, no. I don't think so. Historically, no. <laughs> everybody believes everything Sean says, and he's just lying. <laughs> well, we all know about feather keys now, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> the other hidden item in every single stage is that honeybee that just like flies away after you discover it. And that's actually the Hudson Soft logo, Hudson Soft being the makers of this game. And that's the bee, Sean. Did you see it? That's now the bee I, saw I keep the talking bee. I about. I saw the bee, Mike, and I recognized the bee. Okay, good. I'm glad that and you'll so think of me every time else. you see the bee. Yeah, I actually will. Yeah, whenever you're playing this game again in the future. Uh, I guess this counts as a hidden thing in each stage, but there's also the keys to get out are hidden in each stage, <laughs> but they, they also only appear uh, when you collect either $4 or reveal 15 blocks or kill five enemies. Yeah, that I didn't understand. I, I, that, I knew that had to be something, like there had to be some prerequisite to finding the key because the first time I played the second level, uh, I, I was just stuck. I didn't know why I couldn't find a key, even though I felt like I broke everything. Right, right. Makes sense. And I just, I have to shout out to a website, because we're all talking about, like, looking up guides and stuff like that, but I always look for the pure dedication of people uh, who love old NES games to try to get, like, the, the best way to inform myself about these games. And I found this website called Mylon Secret Website, 
which is clearly <laughs> a fan-made website by this one guy. Oh, I but love it. it's a work of art because he has like every single level graphed out on graph paper, you know, like ma- mapping out like this door and this is where the things are hidden. And it's just, it truly is beautiful that someone cared this much about the game that we are now taking a huge dump on. It's it's crazy that <laughs> any, whatever game it is, you'll find somebody that that has that kind of dedication to it. And I, I'm not going to pretend to understand it, uh, but I, I, I sure as hell can appreciate it. Let's all say something nice about Mylon Secret Castle. Um, you first. Yeah, go for it, Joe. <laughs> I I actually do have have a, a, a good, a real compliment for it. That I think that uh, aesthetically, it's designed nicely. And some of the enemies have, have good designs, too. Okay. That actually is something genuinely wholesome. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I, I think it's uh, questionable whether or not it's truly good or just passable, but... I'll allow that. Sean, something nice. Something no, nice. No, no, I'm just saying that if you're going to say something nice, <laughs> at least make it at least make it true. <laughs> I we're think not, you don't think this, we're not you don't think it's a, out, it's a nice looking game. I, that's a participation award, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. I I'm giving it a genuine compliment. Just because I don't like the game doesn't mean I can't find good things about it. Uh, my nice thing. Yeah, go for it. My nice thing is that Hidden inside this game, like all those items and all that cash and stuff, hidden inside of this game is a great game. You just have to actually, you know, design the game in a way that (laughs) all of this stuff actually makes sense and isn't just random guesswork. Yeah. I think if you used a a slightly different sprite for breakable blocks, uh, maybe had um, a little bit more... A little bit more explanation as to what was needed. Maybe, uh, maybe some cool like cutscenes. Maybe making it open world. Uh, <laughs> Knew that was coming. <laughs> I don't even think it needed like a tutorial or anything. I think it just needed to guide the player a little more, like on the nose. And and some people would have hated that. But I think just the idea of how complicated it is to even understand the shoes thing, right? The very first collectible in the game, one of many. There's going to be many things you have to get in this game. And just to, I, I can't overstate, like, it's so weird that they don't care if you find out about it or not. Like, the fact that you have to push that weird block that you would never think to do unless you read the manual. And it's like, yeah, the manual is kind of guiding you, but I care about games that actually guide you through, through like, the cleverness of the game design itself. If there were even like an arrow there telling you like, Hey, did you know you can move these, you know, like you can move these blocks if you want to, like there's a shoe in here, like things like that. Some sort of, yeah, some sort of context that would make you try these things. Like exactly. The the, the game is like a collection of these answers that you'll never find with no questions. Like there's no, there's no actual, like, yeah, there's no actual, like, reason to think like oh how would i get this maybe it's by sh- getting shoes like there's no context Be- to that because i've been i've been trying to think of like you know how we got from here with just uh, unexplainable reasons for uh for for the character to do things in a game to uh like 2013 or something with final fantasy 13 giving you a recap of everything that happened like every 10 minutes and g- making every every battle a tutorial battle like somewhere along the line we went from one extreme to another and just like anybody that plays games doesn't want either of these extremes we just if you're going to have 
like mysterious things that you have to figure out on your own. They just have to make sense within the game logic or in real time logic. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know where we went wrong. I absolutely agree with you (laughs) because I think it's why games like um, Mega Man X and Super Mario Brothers 1, like, it's a reason why they're so talked about all the time is because they set up exactly what you need to do without ever telling you, like, push this button to do this or, hey, just so you know, this is a thing you can do. Like, it just explores it within the level. Hey, listen. So you couldn't have thought that Mylon's Secret Castle was the only uh, secret castle that Mylon would be exploring, right? I mean, obviously, this is a a, <laughs> a love a loved franchise that that has had many <laughs> castles, right? It's a it's an iffy answer there. Uh, Mylon is not a mascot by any uh, sense of the imagination. Hudson Soft would go on to do much better things, like make the Mario Party games. Oh. So. Uh, they didn't. They didn't do too much with the character, but they did port Mylon Secret Castle to Game Boy, which makes sense considering how bare bones it is. I'm sure it could fit on a Game Boy. And they later in 1996 on the Super Famicom, which is pretty late in the uh, Famicom yeah, Super Famicom's journey, they released a game called Do Re Mi Fantasy Mylon's Doki Doki Adventure. Aww. Wait, so so that, what is, it still has the musical thing. What does Doki Doki mean? I would love to know. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I don't want to have it spoiled, actually, so I don't love to know. <laughs> okay. Don't tell me. Okay. But yeah, Do Re Mi, that's still musical. Uh, hopefully they, yep. the characters are actually talking music in this one because, you know, it's got that it's got that 16-bit architecture. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's no talking whatsoever because it kind of just became a generic platformer. Mm. There's no castle anymore. It's just him through like a... Like a rainforest. Okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> yeah, but it's There's pretty no colorful. Castle at all? That's There's good. no castle. That's a ripoff. Yeah, yeah you would I think he would like castle. be leaving a castle in the in the beginning of this game, and then being like, "Well, I'm off to the jungle." <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. Uh, all right, what else do I have here? I have some Mylon no Hoji Zora Jaban Puzzle Kimukoyu. Uh, okay, <laughs> nailed that uh, title, <laughs> but that's basically what Mylon's been reduced to at this at this stage of his life. He's uh, he's like a bubble bobble uh, type game where he shoots these bubbles because that's what he was doing uh, <laughs> three colors in a row and they break off just like in Bubble Bobble. I mean, is that even really being reduced at this point? It sounds like an upgrade. <laughs> you think that that would be the equivalent of like Mario just being Doctor Mario? <laughs> Except Mario's good. No, I, I know. I'm saying like... Like maybe if you just completely change the format, you have a chance of like just starting from scratch and making something that's fun. Yeah, well, it that it didn't take him off the... It didn't like bring him back to life. So I assume he died there. <laughs> right, yeah. he, he is a playable character in Saturn Bomberman, which is that one weird Bomberman game on the Sega Saturn where 10 players can play at the same time. Wow, I didn't even know I had the capability to do that. <laughs> oh, that's like the best thing about that whole system. People find, always talk about Saturn Bomberman. If you can find 10 people in a room and put them all at the same TV. 
That's 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 cute. What I would like to see Mylon in is like you know Marvel versus Capcom or something like that. Like absolutely, like or yeah, Marvel versus Hudson Soft. Yeah, or you know maybe I'll just make him in. Uh, I'll just make him in WWE 2020. You know, there you go. I'm sure he'd look great. And the last thing I found out about was this uh, manga called Famicom Rocky, and it was this like. It's described on the the Giant Bomb website because they did a deep dive on it. It's described on Giant Bomb as basically Rocky the movie, which is why it's called Famicom Rocky. (laughs) But instead of him, like, training for a boxing fight, he's just training to play, like, old Famicom-era video games. Mm, Okay. And so Mylon's Secret Castle is one of those games that he plays. uh, That's great. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it's just a really weird thing. I'll link it in the show notes. I think it's always worth finding out about these weird mangas. This is like Famicom Rocky is like their Howard and Nestor, I guess. What is Howard and Nestor? Oh, Howard and Nestor was uh, the Nintendo Power comic strip for like the first hundred issues. Mm. They had a Howard was Howard Phillips, who was the uh, like the guy who played every Nintendo game ever. That was his job, and Nintendo really marketed him as, like, this cool thing. Like, look, this guy gets played to gets paid to play video games. Wow. Uh, so Famicom Rocky would be, like, the, you know, the shonen alternative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have... I'm stretching right now, so I have nothing else to say. Let's get into the essential games list. Joe, you said some nice things about Mylon's Secret <laughs> Castle, so I'd like you to go first. Please tell <laughs> right, us well, your essential games. Well, as, I, I am currently watching a video of a lot of it right now, and I and I do stand by. I think there are some cool designed enemies here, um, and also I'm noticing there. Like you mentioned, that this game there are like things that had potential to be good, um, and that is a really nice way of putting it because really I don't think any of the gameplay in this game is is good. But I'm watching a level here where there's there's like ice blocks, and if you stand on top of them, they melt, and you have to kind of make your way through, which is a cool idea for like a mechanic of like getting through a sort of maze. But it doesn't look like it actually functions in any cool way. So what I've concluded is that this game was made by a bunch of people who are all good at what they do. One person who, like, made the puzzles, but a different person who made the answers to the puzzles, and a different person who made the assets as the person who designed where they go, and these people were not allowed to speak to each other as they made the game. Like, that's what it feels like. There were a bunch of cool little elements that just make no sense together, that don't work together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to surprise anyone, but, yeah, this is nowhere near an essential game. I wouldn't give it a play at either. Got it. And so, Sean, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you refuse <laughs> to say anything nice about this no, game. No, you know what, so Mike? Please tell us your vote. Like, now that I think about it, like, this game performs really well. It always runs at, like, a six, like a, a silky smooth 60 frames per second. I didn't count any frame drops when I was playing. Um, very few glitches. Um, you know, when I when I ran, when I pressed right, I, I, I ran to the right. When I pressed jump, I jumped. Like, they definitely got all the the basic things down to make a video game, uh, but other than that, like I, I can't really find anything really good to say about this game. Uh, so it's not essential. Yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's not Grand Theft Auto Six. So it's not gonna. That's the <laughs> next game that's going on our essential games list. 
I could go on for a while about like why this game isn't Super Mario Brothers, and I think that that's important because Super Mario Brothers is like the platformer that we hold up to the skies right now, and so that's why you need to understand why these kinds of games don't get on the essential games list. But I feel like I'd just be wasting time because I'm pretty positive almost all of our audience would agree with us that this is not an essential game. There's just no way that this belongs on the same list as the other greats. Whether there's actually a good game hidden in there, like I was alluding to earlier, I think it would require a massive overhaul. I think there's like a few nice ideas, but you could say that about a lot of video games. So I was like, I was half serious, half joking on that, but I think even a ROM hack version that like spells things out a little more wouldn't necessarily find a more enjoyable experience. You'd have to really look into this game again and think about what you were trying to do with it. And for that reason, it's not essential. All right, guys, that's uh, that's the episode. Uh, we we can leave the castle. We've been. Did everybody castle? collect four dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been panhandling at the entrance. Uh, I was unclear on whether I was supposed to do that or not. <laughs> right, um, and, and you know we have a good one. We have a good one next uh, week. We have Wheel of Fortune. I love it. I, I love these on the NES. I not just like we're not going games. on the game show. <laughs> Oh, we're not going to do the game show this time? Well, you know, I was thinking about that, Sean. Wheel of Fortune is not really a game that lends itself to trivia. <laughs> but I also think that, you know, there's no way that our audience is going to listen to us basically play a giant extended 45-minute game of Hangman. So, totally with no visuals either. Just So we're just going to talk about Wheel of Fortune, but maybe Pat Sajak will make an appearance. You better live up to that promise. Well, if I don't, all you have to do is just Google Pat Sajak Rugrats and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you'll see you'll picture a spitting image of Pat Sajak. Can we get like I a, remember that. Can we get a Pat Sajak audio deep fake? I could I could arrange something like that. Awesome. I think that would be funny to have um Vanna turn the tiles too. <laughs> the audience. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, I'm sorry if I ruined anyone's day by talking about Pat Sajak on the Rugrats. It is a scary <laughs> image. Look no further than Pat Sajak's son on Rugrats. That's also something you can Google and exist. So uh, I don't know what – do you think that – Joe, do you think he agreed to be on that? Or did they you just know, I was use just his likeliness? Ask you, was, I, I can see it clearly in my head, but was it – was it actually like? Did they actually say it's Pat Sajak, or was it just clearly like? Based they on said them? Pat Sajak. Dear God, I'm looking at really? it right now. Yeah, it's it's frightening. Yeah, it's right? very frightening. Yeah. Uh, did you I, assume he, I assume he agreed. He's got a big. He's got a big head. Pat Sajak's son. Oh God, Rugrats. What is going on with this kid? <laughs> my guess. My guess would be that he agreed, but they didn't show him the image. They didn't show him the, the, the character before. Like He didn't right. have to prove that. Right. Just like how Dr. Phil didn't sign off on Dr. Lipschitz before they drew him. I'm just... Is that is Dr. Lipschitz? No, no, no. Dr. Phil, is, oh, okay. Dr. Phil is actually just trying to be Dr. Lipschitz. <laughs> yeah, he he loved Rugrats. And... No, and I do hope that everybody just like it is, is happy that we do have a Pat Sajak Funko Pop. Oh, we do? They apparently exist. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to save all this stuff for the actual episode. So join us next week for Wheel of Fortune, and um, hopefully 
your fortune is good until then. <laughs> <laughs>